Uh, let's talk agriculture now. The impact of the 2015-2018 drought, which affected apple and wheat farming. We're focusing on a study. Uh, the Western Cape uh, faced a severe drought between this time of 2015 and 2018, which threatened many industries, including the agricultural sector. So this study is by the Stellenbosch University, and it's zoomed in on the impact of this and how farmers have adopted to cope with the effects of climate change in the long term. So the study is titled Improving Resilience in Rain-Fed and Irrigated Agriculture Under the Future Climate in the Winter Rainfall Region of the Western Cape, Lessons from the 2015-2018 Drought. And uh, author of that study is Dr. Simone Teron, who wrote the thesis and has recently received a doctoral degree from Stellenbosch University's Department of Horticultural Science in the Faculty of Agri-Sciences. There you go. We've got our person of the morning already, Dr. Teron. Congratulations on that. Thanks for making time. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me here today. All right. So the study focused, you focused on two commodities, yeah, wheat and apples, and it was across four production regions. Tell us more. Yeah, so um, I decided to focus on, on wheat and apples because um, they're two of the larger um, you know, agricultural sectors in the Western Cape. Wheat is one of the largest grain and um, rain-fed um, crop, and apples is one of the largest deciduous fruit crops in the Western Cape, and it's also very important for our exports. Um, but they also have very different irrigation systems, um, you know, where wheat is rain-fed, apples are irrigated. So they had, there was obviously they had different impacts from the drought, and there was different lessons that could have been learned between the two sectors, mm-hmm. um, which is why I decided to focus on them. Okay, so you observed these climate databases and production data then to understand this and the lessons that need to be taken from this. We always say the sector is resilient in terms of agriculture. But in terms of your investigation and uh, what are the adaptations that we need at farm level for drought-related issues? So, um, yeah, so one of the positive things that I found with this this drought is that farmers have um, a very high adaptive capacity, which means they really have an ability to, to draw on the resources available to them to um, cope during times of drought. And, um, uh, but mm-hmm. when it comes to actual uh, on-farm level adaption strategies they can implement, um, I think two of the most important things was um, looking after the soil and um, improving the water holding capacity of the soil. So a lot of the wheat farmers in the Western Cape adopted, have adopted since about the early 2000s conservation agriculture, which really helped to, um, to improve the water holding capacity of the soil. And um, conservation agriculture is just basically minimum disturbance of the soil, of the soil mm-hmm. minimum tillage, and um, keeping a year-round um, stubble on the soil, so um, not just removing everything. And um, and this also has like a two-pronged um, a benefit is that it also helps to store carbon in the soil, so it helps to mitigate climate change as well. And mm-hmm. and then the second thing that farmers should really be looking for looking out for is to um, is their their water use on the farm and um, to cut back water use as much as possible. So using precision agriculture, drip irrigation systems, and stuff like that but also diversifying their water systems and not relying specifically on um, surface water, but looking at, looking, you know, using boreholes or rainwater harvesting, those kind of things, where they're not reliant on just one source of water. Yeah. All right, I guess that covers us then in terms of human-induced climate change, those things that farmers can do on a farm level, because we know drought is a natural 
and normal occurrence, I mean, in terms of the environment and nature. So so what are the major takeaways then in terms of how we need to understand and learn from past droughts in order to build more resilience in agricultural systems? So, um, yeah, so for me, one of the interesting things that I found during my study was um, Obviously, agriculture um, drought is uh, is a natural is a natural occurrence, and it also affects a natural resource that we have, which is water. But there's a lot of resources available to to farmers and and you know to just like every sector. Um, it, we also have human and social capital or, or resources, which which basically means we can draw on on knowledge and skills of of the population. But we can also draw, uh, um, draw from our social networks. And mm-hmm. I found that during this drought, um, what really helped save the farmers and save, you know, in protect production was um, making use of human and social capital. So making use of skilled uh, consultants who could advise on irrigation strategies as well as marketing strategies. And then also the social capital where information was able to flow through the far, through the system, as you would say, but like from from the scientists, from government, to explain to farmers what is going to happen and how best to deal with it. Um, and I think that's something that's often overlooked when we talk about drought. We think, how can we improve natural capital? How can we get more water? How can we store more water? But we actually should be looking at how can we improve the information that we have. Uh, so training, you know, like it goes down to training and education, mm-hmm. that we have more water specialists, more crop specialists, and then to improve also how we disseminate information to the different parts of, of the system, so the different parts of the sector, from government all the way to farmers. Yes. And, and yeah, we, we're glad that you looked at the two sides. I mean, the apple farmers have their view on farm water management, and then wheat farmers are more focused on crop management. So we needed that balance. And then how that will drive a transformative agricultural adaptation in the Western Cape. What are your views there? Because you, you also talk on that. Yeah, so um, so for, for, for transformative adaptation, um, that's something that is, is very different to, to what we're really doing. So, we're, you know, most people think of doing crop, crop management strategies, irrigation. These are still quite... Um, that would be called incremental adaptation, where it's something we're more familiar with. Um, incremental. Sorry, you said it's what? Yes. Uh, incremental. Okay, yeah. Yes. So transformative adaptation would be um, things that are completely new to the area. So in, instead of planting apples, mm-hmm. um, they might not be viable to then replant apple areas with vineyards. Um, but obviously, these have knock-on effects to the whole area and the whole region. So... Um, I, I argue in my PhD that um, transformative ad- adaptation may happen without anyone controlling it, or, or you know, because farmers might realize that they can't plant apples anymore; they'll need to plant something else. So we need to be aware of this and make sure we can do the we have the best information for how we can guide farmers um, if, if there was areas where transformative adaptation was was necessary. Um, so um, I found that in the Western Cape, uh, particularly in the Algon region, they're very sensitive to, to climate change, but also to other external pressures like sharing the water with the city of Cape Town. And so they might need transformative adaptation where they look at crops that use less water or they rely less on the current water sources that they have. Mm. Um, yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much, I guess. And also uh, this will uh, help farmers look more long-term instead of sh- uh, short-term coping mechanisms when it comes to recovery and uh, get in touch with your study. So it's involved 
um, oh, sorry, it's available at the university's uh, website, right? Stellenbosch University. Yes. Um, yeah, it's on the repository, so the, the library website. You can find it there. Okay. Uh, can we connect with you on social media? Um, yes, I have a LinkedIn profile. Um, so you can find me on LinkedIn also with my name, just Simone Tarant. Okay, you're not one of those handles that are, you know, nothing linked to your name where we can't find you. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't, the I'm apple, not, I don't the have apple, that much. <laughs> yeah, like maybe the apple and wheat queen or something. And we don't know that it's Dr. Yes. Simone Theron. It's quite straightforward no, for you. Yeah, just right around. I might one day become the wheat and apple queen, but right now I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for your time, Doctor. And again... Uh, congratulations on your doctoral degree that you just uh, received from Horticultural Sciences. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure. Dr. Simone Theron is a, a guest author. She wrote this thesis. It's titled Improving Resilience in Rain-Fed and Irrigated Agriculture Under the Future Climate in the Winter Rainfall Region of the Western Cape. Lessons from the 2015-2018 drought. So that's our planting this season, our agricultural feature. Four minutes before we get out of here, more music, and then uh, we'll uh, repeat our quote of uh, the morning.